and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time they're recording. This is episode 142 of the Restricted Zone Podcast, man. And we're back at it again with another episode. Yesterday was football. Today is basketball. Kyrie, introduce yourself to the people, man. Hello, what's going on, man? It's been a minute. I'm glad to be back. Let's get to it, y'all. Yes, sir. Kendrick, introduce yourself to the people out here, man. You you already know who it is. is the smartest man on the podcast, as I always say. <laughs> back at it again. Johnny, the man, the legend himself. Introduce yourself to the people, man. Hello, world. Just Johnny tapping in again, baby. Just an analyst, not an advocate. I just, swear. Yes, just an analyst, not an advocate, man. Listen, hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode, the football episode we recorded. It was the first episode of 2024. Uh, and listen, we'll give a big shout out once again to our subscribers, our viewers, our fans. You know, you guys are running it up on our social media platforms. Like I said, leave a like, comment, and subscribe for all the newest episodes to keep stay up to date with, you know, the latest posts, videos, and et cetera. You know, follow us on Instagram. We'll talk about that later at the end of the episode. But we appreciate the support. 2024 is going to be a good year, and we're ready to get started, man. With that being said, it's the NBA. And, you know, All-Star Week is right around the corner. The NBA deadline, I believe, is what, the 8th, the 12th? Not the that far away, the 8th. So, we, yeah, a couple mm-hmm. days so uh, we're going to definitely be in tune in terms of what's going on with the trades now. You know, Kendrick dropped some bad news for us Sixers fans, Joel towards Manisha. So, you know, yeah, not, yeah, at this point, throw the Sixers season away at this point. You know, he's probably, he'll probably be out with his MVP chances too. But we're going to stick on the East since we're already talking about the Sixers. And we got to talk about the Bucks, man, because the Bucks made some key changes. I mean, they've been on the move since the season started. They hired a new coach, Griffin. That didn't work out. The assistant coach ended up moving out. He, I don't know if he chased the power. He chose the lead, whatever that went down with that situation. Eventually, oh, right. He left. Oh, that boy packed his bags, bro. Yeah. He stopped packing his bags, bro. He's like, get me the fuck out of here. He said, I couldn't take it no more. And he just ended up leaving. And now, eventually, the coach was the problem. So they ended up firing him. Next thing you know, the man we all love. <laughs> Good God, you catch it. <laughs> He was an analyst, uh, an analyst for one week. <laughs> the Bucks he decided, said, I'm back, baby. The Bucks decided to hire the man, the one and only, Doc Rivers, the 2008 NBA champion coach. Uh, this guy right here, man, he had a he got a legendary coaching career. He's done nothing besides with the Celtics. I hate to do this, but, you know, I got to be that guy. The amount of talented teams this man ran down to – just mediocrity. And now let's see what he can do with the Bucks. Can he transform them into a friend a championship contending team? Can they win another championship like they did? Kyrie, I'm gonna swing you, man. What she thinks what she thoughts about Doc going to the Bucks and the Bucks thinking this guy could lead him there. Look, bro, like you said, first of all with Doc, like it's hard to get excited for him coming to a team like the Bucks that's got championship aspirations, that got big playoff hopes, that got big time talent and, and honestly expect him to do something with it. Feel me? I'm gonna go I'm gonna start off with I really wanna talk about the like the firing of Adrian Griffin because the man was thirty and thirteen. Yeah like, I, you mean, know, I was confused. It, like, it reminded me of like the David Blatt years, like with the Cavs. And I feel like it was one other coach. Oh, that happened to one other coach. I can't remember it. I want to say I want to say Avery Johnson with Brooklyn when they first first started out. I think he got coach in a month. I remember at that. one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it was it was in like you said like we 
like you said in the beginning, like it all started. It honestly stems from, in my belief, that falling out he had with Terry Stotts in the beginning, in the, in the beginning of the season. That was before the season even started. Mm. They got into like a bit of an argument. They got into like a big blow up at, in practice. And not to mention, like like Terry Stotts was damn coach back in back in Portland. That was like he was his coach. They were both working for the same year. Yeah, for about a decade, for about a decade, they were competitive in the West. They won games together. They went to a conference hit, like uh, conference yeah. finals together. Like that's like, and, like that's damn job right there. And I'm not like Terry Stotts, not like a, like a great coach by any means or anything like that. But he was good, and he was a good offensive mind. He put Damon CJ and guys like Ant Simons later down the line in good positions, and, and were able to get his guards to score. Right. And I thought he, he possibly could have been like. More route, more route wise for Dame, the new addition, and for right. the rest of the team offensively to help him to build chemistry around Dame and to build a certain type of offense around Dame. I feel like he could have been a big part of that, but obviously that never got to happen. And I think from there, honestly, bro, Dame was Dame just wasn't feeling it. Mm. And I remember seeing like reports or whatever, like when they went through like they skid, like they skid, or after um they was getting their ass whipped by the Pacers. And um, around that time, that's when it was really getting blown up. That yo, like these, like the Bucks can't play defense. They lost Drew Holiday and Dame Lillard. They swapped it with Dame Lillard. Like they could score with anybody in the league, but they wanted the the bottom five teams as far as giving up points in the league. Like we we not used to this. So right. I think the mixture of that plus the Terry Stott situation and, and it, it it didn't throw it. I don't think it rubbed Dame the right way because it kind of looked like he was getting the blame for. The Bucks downfall in a way, and he was he was playing good, like he, he's he's an all star, but it still kind of seemed like, in my opinion, that he was kind of getting some of that blame for the Bucks downside on the defensive end, and I think with that chatter right there, him asking the guys to sacrifice and him not really going well over in the locker room, I think, like the report said, he lost it, he lost the locker room, and uh, most importantly, he lost his second star in Damian Lillard. And I just, I think that's what it, I think that's like, that was, that's what it was. Again, it's unfortunate because the man was 30 and 13, bad defense or not. He was number, he was number one in the heat. And then so, the Holly, uh, once again, just shows it don't matter how good a coach is, the star player isn't happy with him. He can only go. So definitely. Yeah. And, and Dave's got the leverage. Show me Dave's a multi-time all-star. Dave's a top 75 player in this, like, right. in, in the NBA. So you got that. Plus, uh, going up against a rookie coach that we only know from helping out Nick Nurse in, in, in Toronto. So, I mean, not to diminish what he's done or his, his coaching career up until then, but that's just what it is. So, I mean, right, and I right. think a guy like Doc, a guy like like Doc's known to be a player's coach. Guys are known to be like to get along with Doc and not really have any problems with him off the court and stuff like that. Like Doc, from what I hear from what I hear on guys' podcasts and foreign players and stuff, Doc's a good guy and Doc knows how to resonate with his players. So I think they seen that. Plus, I don't know some of that remnants of the old eight champions, some of the of the old eight championships, some of the success he's got with teams like the Clippers and the and the and the, uh, and the Sixers and whatnot. I thought, hey, maybe we could bring him here in different dynamic. He get, he never coached a player like Giannis before. Let's see what he can do. He's got more experience. And I think I think my fault. Not to not to snub the Joel Embiid, not to snub the Joel Embiid. He's, he's a different type of player than Joel Embiid. Let's keep it a beat. He's still sure. dominant. Sure. He's dominant in his own way, feel me? But I th- I just think they, the Bucks front office just seen him as a better candidate because he got he, he had more experience, one. And two, they felt like he could mend that relationship between the coaching and that Bucks locker room, more specifically Dane, and um get them guys back on track. But um again, it it, it just shows how grimy the business is, bro. 
Like that's really what it was show how grimy the business is. I, I honestly feel for Adrian Griffin. I hope he can get another spot somewhere else or, or, or another team coming to pick him up. Uh, I think he deserves another one. I mean, you, you don't just, especially for the first time playing it, he had two stars. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But you know how to, like, <laughs> I mean, how to do black coaches, though. His next team will be a bum squad. Yeah. Like, let's keep it clean. His, his next team will be like the Hornets or something. Why? Would you wait? Okay, so would you want him to be on okay, the Pistons? Okay, that's fine. Wait, would you want him on the Pistons instead of Monty Williams? Because we all see what Monty Williams is doing with the Pistons. He ain't doing nothing with them. Bro, they just not good. Let's keep it a B. The coach don't matter. This is just not good. Oh no, I feel like they got talent. I feel like they got talent. They did. The one thing I give Monty Williams slack for is starting King out here over Jaden Ivey. You wasn't supposed to do that. You wasn't supposed to do that, bro. You're not. Okay, that's it. Like what the hell? But Monty Williams a horrible coach. Sorry, not to get off topic. Great point. That's how I feel about it. Great point, Tyree. And like I said, to highlight that, it doesn't matter. If the star player doesn't want you on the team, you're not on the team anymore. Johnny, just give me your thoughts on the topic and uh, Doc Rivers as a whole. You think uh, he's the guy that could take the bus to another championship squad? Get Dame his first ring. He works. I, I got to say one good thing because I, I it's, it's, I don't, I'm, I don't want to still sound biased or hurt as a as a Sixer fan. It's it's like you have to have him as a coach to understand what I'm talking about when I say this. The one thing I will say though. Doc Rivers, he does work well with stars, seemingly. Works good with stars. Probably one of the reasons they bought, like like Calvary said, they probably one of the reasons they bought him over there, men, men that, men that uh, bridge with Dane and whatever. And, yeah, this is too what he could do. But, honestly, I don't think – I personally don't think it's going to work out. I don't have faith in Doc because I feel like Doc is just – he has that same coaching philosophy that he refuses to change. Mm. And, ironically, that is his philosophy. He just don't change. Whether it be in game, during timeouts, during not time, that's ironic. Like it, he just—that's his in game philosophy. Is uh, he just won't change the fact that he won't change, and he's just lack of adjustments. They just played Portland, 29th ranked in offense. They dropped 119 points on him. Spoiled Dame's homecoming. Like it's just—I'm now I'm not gonna get too iffy. I think he's only been there for two games. I don't think he won yet, but whatever. The Clippers were 0 six. Look at them, but. Still, mm-hmm. so we still give him time. You can see what he can do when they gel. But I, for one, I'm not seeing anything good coming out of Doc Rivers in long term. And that's speaking as a form, as a fan that you know he was he was my coach, and it was just bits and pieces of in season success. But when it came down to it, strategizing, in game adjustments, and he he's just not good at it, bro. Rotation. Fitting players in certain, putting them in positions to score, realizing situational basketball, he's just not good at it. Um, that's not one of his strong points. I think if 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 this could work, it would depend on Dame and Giannis working well together, and not Doc hiding behind them. But Doc does good. He he seems like he he gets painted as a good coach when the team is just and. It, it, when team gels, Doc is paying to be a good coach. But it, it's like when it when things aren't rocking, you can't count on Doc to like make adjustments and pull out something in his clipboard to bring the team back together to get the momentum going. Um, I don't see anything good out this long term. I really don't. Okay, Kenji, listen, Bucks was sick and they had to call a doctor. Did he get the right doctor? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but Johnny, I got, I do got to make a comment on what you were saying. You're basically saying that was a personality hire. That that's what it really sounds like. You calling that hire? In <laughs> I can't think. It, I mean, his resume's too old to judge. I mean, his last <laughs> last recent success worth talking about. Hey Kyrie, how old were you in 2008? How old were all of us in 2008? I was in like fifth grade, fourth grade, (laughs) fifth grade. His most hangout, his resume speaks for itself as far as him just not. He just he just can't switch it up. No matter how many teams, how many different types of talent you give him, Doc don't seem to do it, bro. Nah, he can't. Nah. Go ahead, Jazz. Um, yeah, but no, I just I just really don't think that was the. I mean, I guess it's the best solution for right now because he is uh, a good enough coach to get the team together and put, like, to have him make them run and, like, keep their position, uh, whether they uh, get the first or second seed, because um, that's, that's where they're probably going to end up finishing uh, okay. by the end of the season. Uh, but it just, uh, it's just, what is he going to do in the playoffs? Like, you know, he can have the regular season success. Cool. Have, you know, round of applause. Like, we'll, we'll give you a trophy for that. Here you are. But um, where where's the actual hardware? Like where where's the proof in the putting in um deeper in the playoffs? When was was the when was the last time? Uh, I feel like the last wasn't the last time he made it to a conference finals was like, did he make one with the Clippers? No, he didn't, right? I think he made one with. The, did he make one with the Clippers? He made one. I, with the I want to say he. he I feel like the Clippers. Yeah. Was it Golden he, State? They couldn't get past, and Chris Paul got hurt. Was I it, believe in that series. I thought it, it was, was the, the Rockets. I thought it was the Rockets. Oh, oh, that was Rockets when he was with the Rockets, right? Yeah. Nah, that, I don't know if the Clippers did. The Clippers <laughs> did go to the conference one time, but they lost. And they lost. I don't know if it was the Rockets or it was the. Uh, Could have been because neither one of them made the footer. The Rockets never made the finals. No, Rockets made no. the conference finals before. Maybe yeah, but they never made the finals. It, so it was it the, the Thunder? Nah, catch you about to get. Because I know they made conference finals one year, and I think they lost to the Rockets. I it had to be against Golden State, bro. It had to be against Golden State. Golden State? Why do I think Rockets? Because if they made it to the conference finals, they for damn sure lost, and they could have lost to Houston. Oh, of they lost. Huh? Yeah, of course they lost. They, they yeah, and, and, but the Rockets never made it to a finals before, so it's going to have been them in the conference finals. Rockets they haven't made it to, I mean, I mean, in the James Harden era, they didn't make it to the finals. Conference finals, though. That's crazy. Yeah. So probably go to state. Um, I think it was uh 2021 in the bubble. Damn recent. Oh, bro! Everybody forgot about that year, didn't we? <laughs> oh no! Wait, the bubble year is like. Yeah. I don't know. Who did they play the Mavs? No, I'm thinking. No, they played the Lakers, right? Because that's the they year Bron won in the bubble, right? Bron won that year. That was the year they Lakers won. Your brown one. Yo, that yeah, awesome was a blur. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. I could have sworn they did it when James Harden was on the Rockets, though. That's why I was so confused. All right. But go ahead, Kendrick. I'll bring it back to you. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, the you see, I feel like how long ago that was going back to yeah. the bubble. Yeah, don't debate about it. I mean, the big, what is the big? Yeah, bro, I was, I was a whole, like, decade in my head. Like, I was, I was, I was, I was like, please, bro. He's <laughs> just dropping. That's sad that we got to reminisce when, what was his last, like, that's bad. That's not a good one. That's bad. Yeah. Let's see what he does. Uh, 
I want to say one last thing. I want to say because I feel like one thing I, for, I forgot to cover, and I don't think we really covered as a whole, was they didn't address their biggest weakness and their biggest downgrade, which has been their defense. Mm. Oh, I thought we were just going defense. to accept that as Dane Lillard's fault. Yeah, but I'm saying unless unless they do some type of move or like at the trade deadline or something like that, it, this was just like a, a band-aid that didn't really need to be covered for real for real. Because if they were just going to be a half defensive team and just, and just drop 120 points with it, uh, bro, I'm about to say, you just had Jeremy Grant <laughs> took it. <laughs> like, they could have been that way with, with Adrian Griffin. Like, they, like, they, my thing, and what I'm trying to say is, they lost their identity. They, the Bucks were, uh, like, a top five defensive team throughout yeah. that run before. They, they drew with them. And when he went to the finals and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and Drew was there. They lost, they lost that identity losing Drew. Mm-hmm. And, they never get. They never regained it back, or they don't really got one outside of having two big name stars that can go out there and have their way with you offensively. Feel me? Right. And I don't think they they switching the coach wasn't what you needed to do, in my opinion, to rectify that or to get the team back on track. But I, again, it seemed like they're trying to establish a new type of identity based off of that perspective. Seems like they're trying to establish a new type of identity on trying to get back. My thing, though, you you don't do it with Doc, though, because what Doc yeah, you don't do it with yeah. His identity is big stars that come up and that don't come up in big moments. Like that's what it's all come down to. Ah, big stars that don't, don't don't come up in big moments. Dang. So I feel like that's gonna be I feel like that's gonna be one of these teams. Sadly, like this is a team I legitimately thought had like a shot at the finals. And with it's just having Doc at the home, bro, you, I feel like he, he he's gonna hold him back from her. Like, it's, it's something gonna happen. He's one of the best doctors on the planet. Alright, we're on the street. I still think trading Drew Holiday was really like the unnecessary thing to do. They had no like, you're gonna score, the, the, the but thing they were trying to pin on Drew was that he minimized him. So he got he got minimized in the playoffs. That was the thing they were trying to put on him, and and that was in a way they needed. They needed to get over that hump, having another option outside of Dan- outside of Giannis, especially one that could shoot from the outside that you could rely on constantly throughout the playoffs. That was the hump they needed to get over. But sacrificing that so much, like, all the, like, that defensive identity, like it, it, it's killing them in the long run somewhat. Not so, not so much though, because their offense is so good to the point they can keep up with teams. But it, it's just like a hard balance. It's not as balanced as it was before. No, yeah. that's good. Maybe they should have thought about trading Chris Middleton instead. Yeah, ain't they paid him? They paid him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got yeah. Bro, don't get me started on Chris Middleton. He, he, if y'all, he, he ain't good. I, I restricted zone podcast fans know how we feel about Chris Middleton. I love. We feel this. It's it's like it's Rudy Gobert and then it's Chris Middleton second. Like, bro, chill. <laughs> Yo, it's really that bad, Johnny. It's really that bad. Nah, he, he ain't up there with Rudy. I, I don't Rudy. like that guy, bro. I just, he ain't, listen, you know what, man? Listen, let's get on to the I next. I would say Middleton cool, but it's just he like. He gets paid like a, he, he's not. Nah. He, he, he uh, reminds yeah, he, me of the Trailblazers. What's his name? Uh, Jeremy Grant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He get paid like an all-star. He never, did he make yeah. all-star? Yeah. Both of them put him with a four. Yeah. Nah, he ain't no all-star. No. <laughs> 24, oh, 21 and four is time. He put a 21 and four. Get like 130 million. 
I've never seen it. That's solid. I hate Chris Middleton. Shout out to them. I get a couple of assists in there once they again. They should have traded Chris Middleton, Kendrick. Listen. No, you definitely. Listen, let's get to the All-Star Weekend since it's right around the corner. Wait, before we get started to this question, are you guys looking forward to All-Star Weekend? The slam dunk contest, three-point, none of that skills, challenge. Uh, no. I'll, be, I'll, I'll tune <laughs> into the, the skill. I'll watch that. That's a little fun. Tina, I like I like that they included the big man in it. Big man versus guards. Uh, so that's pretty fun. We got Webby in there, Jerry. Oh, for, oh, yeah. So that, I watched the skill for sure. That'd be something I watch. I'll, I'm more I'm more looking forward to the three point contest more than anything, but that's about it. <laughs> Listen, all star. I'm gonna watch the I'm gonna watch the rookie sophomore game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's low key. Oh, yeah. Celebrity game. Why not? Why not? <laughs> so Why not? Too. Uh, anything but the main game, bro. Jack Harlow hooping, bro. You think the same thing? Why does the same jump too? I ain't trying to see Jack. I missed it, bro. I missed I missed Kevin Hart and J Cole. Like, get some Snoop Snoop Dogg. Remember Snoop, bro? They that was fun. They got to bring it back. They both Russell used to be out there cooking. They Jack Cole. No, they that could bring back DK Metcalf though. No, come on now, bro. They could bring okay. The main point is, we looking for. If we was look forward to this, it is everything except for the main game, right? <laughs> listen, yeah. all, listen. The All Star teams got announced, and man, listen, Kyrie, listen. I got some gripes, and you, I think you could, you know, you, listen. They let Dame over Jalen Brunson. What's going on? Let me talk about it, bro. No, 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 no. It's bro, the name. Come on, don't don't, don't snap on Kyrie, no. Kyrie. Before you get going, I just want to say. Hell of a January by New York. I have to say that. Oh, so, yeah. So, that snub. Shout out to We waiting for that next tape. Hey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get started. And then, you know, a lot of people had some complaints with Steph Curry not starting over Shea. I'm thinking, well, listen. He's been playing like an MVP caliber guy. Out of his body again I, for how many consecutive straight years? Right. Like, I mean, what? We were I, talking about him for most improved when he should have got MVP. <laughs> He's like. Absolutely. 
He made the New York Knicks relevant and watchable. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna say that again. I'm gonna say that again. So I've been watching the Knicks since, like heavy since like 20, like 09, 2010, bro. He made the Knicks relevant oh, nah. and watchable, bro. We all laughed at that hundred and ten million dollar contract. We laughed. Hey, well, not laughed. We not laughed, but we scoffed at it. We were like, what? They were busting a hundred something. I was one of them. I ain't gonna hold. I was one of them. Mm. And right now, the, my man's putting up 20, 26 points a game, like seven, like seven, uh, seven dimes, four boards. To yep. 42% from the three-point line. Like, it, it, he's put on a, like, he's put on an offensive masterclass all season, bro. My thing is he does it so efficiently. Like, in the mid-range, the up-and-unders, getting it to the paint, taking contact. He don't get nearly as many fouls as he as foul calls as he should. If he was really, like, body hunting and foul hunting like the rest of these dudes do, he'd average, a, he'd average he'd be averaging 30 right now. Close to 30. But, what I go back to is he's, he, in my opinion, he's had, he's had a bigger buzz and more impact on the team this season as far as the Knicks than Dame has to the Bucks, and I feel like that's why he should have been an All Star starter. But overall, I'm not I'm I'm not mad at none of the uh, none of the lottery or anything like that. I think the Lakers got favored a little bit, like uh, I don't like yeah, Bron's gonna make it. But Anthony Davis, I get it. He putting up twenty five and twelve, but he missing he missing a bucket games. Like if you go to if you gonna penalize Kristaps for that because Kristaps could have been it could have been a little argument there that he probably, he probably was all star too. But he missed a bucket games too. He's been an in and out. And I don't know, man. I feel like it really got me tight that Sabonis and Fox. I forgot to mention Fox, but Sabonis and Fox didn't make it. And Fox I put. I think Sengun got snubbed too, Loki. No, that like, was yeah. Wait, you hit you cut. Yeah, you got you got my you got one of my snubs. I got one more. I got nothing. Of course, one I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to hold everything, bro. But it's just, no, I'm but just, it was tough behind Sabonis though, because that's the only reason I would have put Sabonis in biggest level. But Sengun, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like with the big men in the West, it was it was some shuffling around that could have been done. But overall, I'm not mad at the roster. My boy JB just should have been starting. The bonus should have been all star. No, that's definitely true. I mean, listen, Fox not making the all star. I think Fox was hurt at the beginning of the season. I think that's why. Because that's not an argument when we've got some of the guys on the team, you know, that you know, yeah, Because yeah, Devin Booker was hurt too. The Deep Book made it, right? Oh man, they just announced the reserves not too long ago. So I, 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 I think, yeah, D book missed like nine games to start off this season, nine, ten, like ten games, something like that. Seven, please. For Jalen, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson, Jonathan Mitchell, Julius Randle, those are the Eastern Conference reserves. Bam out the bio. The Western Conference reserves: Devin Booker, Steph Curry, AD, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Cat. Mm, that's the reserves. Yeah. Well, like, like that injury conversation really can't be made because Anthony Davis has missed games and uh, Devin Booker missed a chunk of games to start the season off too. So, um, overall, I'm, I'm I'm satisfied though. Listen, Kendrick, your thoughts on this topic about the All Star starters, the reserves, and who you think got snubbed? And, and you know, just give us your thoughts. And then swing it to Johnny Lance and Ali. Listen, I personally like uh, just to pick up what Kyrie was saying. Yeah, they really only gave it to Dame. Because it's like he really only won it because of the fan vote. Like, it was literally because he just had more fans. And, you know, it's just because Dame had more – was in that superstar role 
way before Brunson was or where he's sure. coming up to be. So it's mm-hmm. like, if you really take out the fans vote and if you really look at it for bar for bar, Jalen Brunson should be up there with no problem. But it's just, yeah. it's just the unfortunate that Dane was a superstar before Brunson got his, before Brunson got his chance. Before, before he got his chance. You know, and that's also what brings up a funny topic because I always say superstar is such a hard thing to be in the NBA because there's so few of them. But I feel like Dame has proven that point along with like um, because he was since he was there at Portland and they like some I feel like people weren't really giving his superstardom because he was just at Portland doing whatever. But like he's coming over here still hooping and doing his thing with the Bucks, even though they fired him, coaching that was a whole other side thing. But I feel like. That shows that he's that high caliber player, but uh, he shouldn't have been an All-Star this year, though. And who I felt like I felt like it was pretty fair for the whole um, overall everything. Um, AD being a starter was a, really a shock to me. I was I was a little baffled by that one. But like he's had a great season, but I don't know. It just I feel like he's not having. Uh, I feel like he's having an average season for how good of a player he is. I feel like he should be doing more. Maybe. Not to cut you off, but relative to his team's success right now, or lack thereof, definitely. That's fair. That's fair. So, I just, feel like, I just feel like, you know, like, it's, but it's okay. It's AD. Like, he still has a name. Like, he got he got a name behind him. So, you know, those things always those, those things always have a slight favor because it's like, who's who's the who's really the – um. Who's the people that want to see more? Because it's like, do you want to see Anthony Davis or like Sagoon? I mean, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with Sagoon, but it, I mean, is that his name? Am I saying it right? That's a lot for Um, but so yeah, so it's just like, who do the people really want to see? And like, AD has a bigger name than Sagoon, so that's why it's always going to get that push to be like, we got to get the highs. And so he's not there yet compared to AD, but he has a chance to get there the way he's been hooping. So Rockets have been playing well. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know they they look they look they look better they look like how I thought they were gonna look when they when they signed when they signed those two I felt like okay they're gonna yeah yeah change the pace a little bit putting a good imprint on them no man hire him as a coach awesome great decisions long term Johnny swing to you man give us your thoughts on this topic all star snub uh, some some guys who you a little bit surprised they made it just give us your overall thoughts man. Um, well, like you guys pretty much hit it on the nose. Uh I did I did want to there's a couple of names I definitely agree with, but I did have a um yeah, I I have to say I'm not arguing too much with the names. Who we expected to be there are there, um, as far as reserves as well. But I do see that team success plays plays a lot into who makes it and who doesn't. And that leads me to like one of my all star snubs, Brandon Ingram. Uh, B.I., like, averaging 21.5 points per game, got the Pelicans 7th. I think Zion probably leads the team in scoring, but he missed, like, 20 games. Brandon yeah. Ingram, he's he's healthy, he's durable, he's consistent. He plays, um, he's got the Pels competing again for another year, helping out, uh, like, C- of course, C.J. is C.J., but as far as that position, I feel like Ingram, they should have squeezed some room out for him. I feel like he deserved that. And on the other, on the East Coast side, I understand because I ain't gonna fraud the Hawks stuff right now. But I really like what Trey doing. Another year of a, of a 
averaging a double double, twenty seven balls, eleven dimes. It's I it's ice straight once again, and um I just but I understand why he's not getting in and but like I said I learned a lot this year that team success really plays a part and because there's a couple of names that that should have made it but didn't based off of probably you know like Kendrick said also Buzz being bigger than others and also team success team success like I really like Brandon Ingram and Trey and Trey Young for snubs but. Uh, everybody else, I'm happy they made it. I ain't going for it. I can see them being there. Everything, everything else, pretty much made sense. Johnny, I'm gonna, keep, I, I'm gonna keep the spotlight on you just a little bit before we swing mm-hmm. on to the next topic. So Trey Young is really a polarizing player for me because it's like because you, like you say, there's in the double double, right? Hurts me to say well that as a sixer. Hurts me to say that as a sixer. What 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 is Trey Young like? Like. You think he could really lead a team to compete at the hot like? Cause like I'm just confused with Trey Young. Like he's just one of those players stay. you gotta you could build around. He's definitely a build around piece. If you put him in the right position, he can probably carry you in a in a certain series, maybe a certain game or so to hmm. carry a series. Honestly, X Kyrie, we saw what he did. And he's proven that he can take over playoff series in certain occasions. And right. so I feel like he's a player you can build around. Like, you give him the right pieces. I just feel like Atlanta just hasn't found the right pieces to use to build him around yet. Like, I feel like they almost had it. They always almost had it. But they were always missing maybe a little bit in the front court, maybe a bench player here or maybe something on the wing. It was always – DeJounte Murray was a good addition – they, I think they kept they kept John Collins, signed over Capella. They made moves over the years to try to help it out. Uh, Both up their bench a little bit, trying. Um, but I feel like, bro, Trey is a piece you could build around, but Atlanta just can't quite find it yet. Okay, all right. And I think they, and I think they're kind of finding it, like little, like piece by piece, because they they low key found the replacement earlier than I feel like they should have in uh, uh, John Collins with uh, the bull Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I ain't gonna hold you. And it's to the point where, in, in those trade rumors we hear about the Hawks, a lot of the chatter is, yo, everybody up for grabs but Trey and Jalen. Mm. So, like you said, Johnny, they haven't really, they haven't really found it yet. They was close to with that that core when it was like DeAndre Hunter, John, yeah, oh, DeAndre, mm-hmm. Kevin Herter, I think, Alinari, Kevin Herter, yep, that like that little core they almost had it, but. I think they're trying to rehash it out now, and like the design, like the whole Dejounte thing in the backcourt with them, that was a, like that was a whole experiment that hasn't really gone right yet. And I think they they found that they have some type of connection with him and Jalen Johnson. Like, yo, we go to start from these two and, and build from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Jalen's still young, but you definitely right. I definitely agree with you though. He's a guy that you can build around, but the Hawks just haven't really found that formula to put around him yet. And, yeah, I always said maybe Trey Young, because, you know, I don't know. I just feel like because he's such a liability on the defensive end, just like Isaiah Thomas, that's how I see, like, that one year Isaiah Thomas went off for the Celtics. That's how I kind of look at Trey Young a little bit. He gets mm-hmm. everything offensively, but he's such a liability on the defensive end. Like, teams constantly attack him. I watch the Hawks game, and it's like they really take advantage of him. That's just It's just hard. <laughs> One of his other problems is though, like offensively, the the one like the one place he is, he's like a 
I guess like a burden offensively is off the ball. You're not he's, you're not going to get nothing from him. He don't move around a lot. He's always at like the top hash mark. Like he yeah. passes the ball, and watch the offense move around and whatnot. He don't really cut and move around and screen it. Like that's just not what the that's his job play. Exactly, exactly. Like to get something on the wing or something like that. But I, I said that in the beginning of the season too. Like that was like one of my things with the like the uh, gripes of the Hawks and Trey Young. He don't move around the ball like that. Stephen Curry, who he was getting a lot of comparisons to. As far as being a shooter, as far as being a smaller guy, a guy that can, like that has range out the gym range, Steph Curry gets open and runs around and uses screens, but they haven't really found a way to implement that in their offense. If Trey Young and the Hawks as a team, they they struggle because of that. Ah, uh, okay. that's fair. That's fair. All right. Yeah. Oh, what you say, Kenji? You got some that? No, I was agreeing with him. Like I see what he's saying because. Yeah, honestly, I really would. Honestly, thinking about it, I've never seen Trey do anything off the ball. Like, there's like maybe like uh-huh. in a game. That's in crazy, game, right? The way he his might game do is it two, up. three times. Yeah. Like, he really might only do it two, three times the entire game. And it's just like, what, 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 what do you do? Like, what do you do? The way his game is the ball. It's just like, you know who else had that problem? I used to, like, you know who else had that problem? I remember watching and just, like, seeing him just stand off in the corner or on the whistle. John Wall. And that hurt. And, and that, oh yes, it hurt the Wizards a lot. Like that hurt, and the the John Wall Bill days. It used to hurt them because like Bradley Bill be trying to create some. He was just sitting there. Would y'all like John Wall shot for nothing. Yeah, John Wall could shoot when he felt like it. It was when, whenever he felt like it, he could shoot, bro. But some nights he just ain't had it. But I, his mid range game. <laughs> I tell him that his mid range game was. was yeah. yeah. He got that shit start. But, yeah, he, he was another one. He should just stand there on offense. That, that shit don't help. Man, I, yeah, listen, I, I, the Hawks got a lot of things they got to work on. But moving with that, let's go to the topic. We're going to go to the West, man. Listen, the West has got to be – it's always exciting in the West. Coming about this year is just a lot different. We got two small market teams that are actually in the top three, right? When the last time two – well, actually the Kings were the top, top threes. But is the past couple years, we – Small markets really make a surge when it comes to actually competing for the playoffs and actually, you know, having that light that, hey, we're not just making the playoffs. We can pretty much, you know, I don't want to say win it all, but let's see how far we can really take this thing. And I feel like this year, between OKC and Minnesota, the Clippers are third. Oh, and before we get back to the small market, I mean, talk about the Clippers, man. They was awful at the beginning of the James Harden trade. Now, look, listen, I want to get some thoughts, Kyrie, on the Clippers before we bring it back to the original topic. Just what's your thoughts on the Clippers so far? And how they play? From what I watched recently, compared to the first couple games I watched when they got James Harden, it's just all it's just all cohesive now. Yeah. The first one, I remember the first game when Harden came was actually against the Knicks. I made it a point to watch that game, and it looked like Kawhi and PG were trying too hard to acquiesce or to kind of adapt to James Harden's play style. And what helped them what helped them out was Russ starting to come off the bench. And PG and Kawhi were maintaining that same level of aggression they had before James Harden came. Like, look, you're gonna get your you're gonna get your touches on this wing, I'm gonna get my touches on this wing. And we gonna both get our twenty five, twenty six points a game. We're gonna be able to operate, we're gonna be able to like get our buckets within the offense. And getting our buckets within the offense got harder with James Harden because he's he has the ball in his hands so much. He's not an off the ball type of guy. So they had to figure out ways how to get him incorporated incorporated somewhat. Um Another thing I've seen as far as that was getting that pick and roll down with Zubac. Him and mm-hmm. Zubac got that pick and roll down. He's able to find him. And James Harden's always been a good pick and roll passer. It was just getting that chemistry together. 
And um, it just took James Harden, I mean, I'm sorry, Kawhi Leonard and PG to figure out how to play around him and to get their shots around him, man. It's looked great so far. Kendrick, uh, on the very top, we talked about the small market teams uh, being the top three, but the Clippers, you know, they're number three. And, you know, considering after the James Harden trade, it was like over, I think, over seven, over six after the trade. And then they climbed up to the top three. Just give me your thoughts on the Clippers. How far do you think they could possibly go? Uh, see, I just feel like they, they only gonna, I mean, they'll go, they'll go. You think they gonna choke? Yeah, I just don't <laughs> see it. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Because, because the the way their offense is built right now, mm. it's like, I don't know, you know, James Harden won't be really a major factor in the playoffs. We've seen this before. It's like, it's a constant theme. So it's like, we have to, they have to rely on themselves. They have to rely on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to really lock in because we've seen over the years mm. James Harden will give you two games, two games a series, one to two games a series, <laughs> one to two, one to two. Depending on depending on if he depending on if anybody's hurt, he'll give you one to two games. Right, he'll give you two forty point games. Yeah, and then he'll be like six turnovers. Next game, and yeah. So it's like I just feel like they have. To, I don't know what they can do. I don't mm. know who who they can go out and get. To have somebody behind him to be uh, a good enough replacement to trust in that you can still, because then you can just have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard go. But I just don't see it happening because James Harden is going to be that factor again. Okay, John. I got a, I got a slight rebuttal to that. My, my phone, you, you let go ahead, Johnny. Go ahead. Just the so Johnny, go ahead. Go ahead, Kyrie. Say, say, give your rebuttal, then we'll it to Johnny. Go ahead. I was just, I was just going to say. James Harden's got something different he hasn't had in his past couple stops, and that's a guy right behind him off the best that can come and keep up his same uh, assembler pace of scoring, and that's Norman Powell. Norman Powell puts up like 18 off the bench, and he can get it off quickly. Like he and he gets it off within the arc. He don't dribble too much. Sometimes he dribbles too much, but he he likes to catch, he likes to catch and shoot, dribble, drive, penetrate, feel me. And a guy like Russell Westbrook who could take on that distribution role. Off the bench with James Harden off the uh, with James Harden off the floor or whatnot. So I think they're a little deeper behind James Harden now than say the Nets were or the Sixers were. And um, I think they have guys that kind of cover that can kind of cover up them holes like that James Harden has when he comes to the playoffs. I definitely see what you're saying. I'm not saying you're wrong or anything, but I'm saying I think they have some type. They have a little more support behind him than he has in the past that they that um shouldn't be worried about too much in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Johnny, give me your thoughts on the Clippers so we bring it back to the small market teams, man. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, Kyrie. That was actually that was actually gonna be my point. I feel like Kendrick. What I was gonna say was the same way, the same thing, Kyrie. Uh, same point, Kyrie made. I was gonna say I feel like he can hide more when it counts. <laughs> I, I was gonna say that like jokingly. <laughs> I think they can just. I think he's better, and he can just. Hey, I can duck out more on this team. Like, it's way more options. Like, Maxie ain't there, and Embiid's not there. Oh, crap, it's on me. But, like, no, in this situation, I can defer way more in the second and third. So, it, it's kind of like that. It's, I'm not trying to diss James Harden like that, but as far as working around his lack of talents in certain aspects and certain game situations, especially possibly clutch playoff situations at yeah. moments, they can probably hide him a little bit better. And um, another thing, like, man, this is just beautiful. I, I can't believe, once again, as a Sixers fan, it's just, well, how is this happening? 
why does this always happen to us? They leave us, and it seems like they just be happier and better. Like, why does this always happen? I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm not going to say I didn't throw shade. I wasn't going to say I was a hater. I'm not going to say I, I wanted him to fail, but I was like, for you to do what you did to us and then go over there and it's working just makes me want to cry. Two things. As a Sixers fan. <laughs> As a Sixers fan, bro. Somebody just moved wait, from Philly. Wait, 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 wait. Like, like, the majority of players that move here just, they kind of be okay, bro. And I'll be like, yo, I'm scared for Embiid. But anyway, we're not going to get there. Listen, let's just stick with the Clippers. The point is, they've, been, they've impressed me. They're my standout team um, for this past week. Like, um, mainly be, so because five of the last six teams mm-hmm. last, last week took, like, humbling losses. Except for the Clippers. Uh, six, our Sixers got humbled by the Pacers, Nuggets, and the Knicks, Calvary. Thank you. Uh, the Thunder got humbled by the Pistons. Uh, yeah, the T-Wolves got, T-Wolves got humbled by the Spurs uh, and the Hornets. Uh, the Bucks got humbled by the Blazers and the Cavs. Boston got humbled, ironically, by the Clippers. So they're the only team to really, like, come out of the, the cream of the crop so to speak, and uh, they hooping right now, so they, I have to pick them as my, my standout team, it seems to be working over there right now, they found a way to have it gel, and um, they figured out a way to probably work around James Harden more, and I think James Harden actually wants to be there, and that's the thing about him, it, it hurts me to say this as well, I know you can play, it's just that when he gets upset, and when he gets mad, he don't play. But when he, if you status, he's like a baby, bro. If you put, if you give him all his toys, all his his juice, his snacks, give him his bedtime story, his remote, he will be absolute. He will be on his best behavior. He will be the best kid ever. He, the babysitter will love him. If he's pleased and he has everything he has or or he wants, then he will play. And he's over there. He's a richest owner in the, in, the, in the NBA right now. Right. So he knows he, he knows he can work for the bag. He's from Cali. He's comfortable. He likes the Clippers. He's in a better position. He's happy. So hence, he's going to behave. Johnny, I will say two things before um, uh, we get back to Zerry. I will say two things he did do before he left. He got rid of Doc for us because he made it off, off the main. It was like me or Doc, bro. They got rid of Doc. We left the Nick Nurse. So, hey, I'm not complaining. We got Nick Nurse, and I love him as well. Um, Baby takes his friends. And two, I would, my only regret is how would James Harden play under a coach like Nick Nurse? Because seeing how well he excelled. But then we would have never got Tyrese Maxey's development as an all-star the way he is. So, you know, you kind of got to give and take. So, I feel like I think we, we won that trade. But I think both teams I'll, take the, the yeah, I'll take the give and take with that one. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so that, that it, it, there's the Clippers in a nutshell so far. We'll see, we'll see how hot they stay. Okay. So, before we get back to the topic, Greg. On the on the call on the episode, introduce yourself to the people, man. Hopping in the middle, come on. Talk Listen, to us. <laughs> New Year's, New Year's, say me. You know what I'm gonna say. Man of the hour, too sweet to be silent. Had to attend to work before I am. Let me know what's up. What's up? What's going All right, on? Listen, Greg. It's the word from the front seat, Greg. Yes, sir. Now I'm fine. It's the only place where I could listen. You you don't live in a Haitian household, my brother. If I did it inside the house, it would have been worse. I had to go outside. I had to go outside. Listen, Greg. We gonna break another. Greg, ready to pull up. 
no, enough of the heritage. We're going to get back to the topic. OKC in Minnesota, two small market teams. They're in the top three. The past couple of years, we've seen a couple of small market teams. Did you put the thumb down on those guys? I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not believing in Minnesota, bro. Oh, okay. They got right, Paul Anthony Towns playing quality <laughs> minutes. And you expect me to believe in them? I've Wait, seen the brother in the I just watched. I just, I just watched. I just watched. You, he, brother said, what's wrong with Cat? Let, let me go back to that for a second. I, let me just say, we've seen Cat play in what? Three separate playoff series? That's true. He played, he played one when he had Jimmy Butler. He played oh. two years ago. He had, he played two years ago when he had the uh against the Grizzlies, and then last year against okay. the Nuggets. He was McBuns against uh, uh when he when Jimmy was on the team. That's why he was. <laughs> he was hot garbage against the Grizzlies, oh, even though they should have even, even even though they should have won. And uh, even though you could give me statistical games where he was good when you needed Cat most. As the number one option, the brother was giving you hot garbage in quality man. I'll give you 62, for instance. And then this past season, I watched, I watched him literally give me garbage, literally handed Ant the keys because he showed me that he couldn't lead a team in the playoffs. And if, if that isn't enough, I watched the brother drop 62 points. Uh, well, he, I think he dropped like, what, like, I forget what it was. But. He dropped 62, but I forget how much he had through three quarters. How much he had through three quarters. And then in the fourth, let's say he had like 54 through three quarters. In the fourth quarter, with it still being a close game, the brother goes two of ten from the field, and you lose to the Charlotte Hornets? Nah, you're garbage. And I can't. And I it's unlike you to be associated with losers. What can't William say? Come on, bro. Uh, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> Yo. Yo, he is getting All right, Greg. All right, so. Greg has entered the chair. Greg, okay, Greg. Listen, so. All right, so. Greg has entered the chair. But he lied, though. He lied. That's a sad point. That's a sad point, though. He's not lying. But Greg, you answered half the question since we got you. <laughs> we got your thoughts on Minnesota. Now the other small market team, OKC. Since you got you think so poorly of Minnesota, I like to see you look at OKC a little differently now, right? What's your expectation uh, for them this upcoming season? Let me just honestly, honestly, it really just depends on matchups. Because I, I mm-hmm. if OKC plays like say for instance the Kings, mm-hmm. I see I see OKC being the Kings. Any team. That doesn't have a real big man presence. I see OKC waxing them. If they have any semblance of a big man presence, you're they're getting destroyed because Chet is probably a front runner for. Well, Sabonis, but like I don't know, Sabonis to me is having like not the same season that he had last year, and I think Chet and I and I think Chet can have a respectable, can put up a respectable rebound. Greg, your audience. My fault. Yeah, My fault. Your audio is going out, bro. Yeah, I hear you now. All right. Basically, I'm saying if the if the other team has a big man presence, Chet's not getting no rebounds. And we've literally seen them. They lost to the Pistons with Jalen. With well, who was it? Uh, uh, um, yeah, Jalen Durant. It was Durant. Twenty, twenty, and twenty, bro. 
Bro, come well, on, bro. And I understand that. But it's not – but if it was only just that situation, that's one thing. Then you lost – you lose every game to the, to the Lakers because you can't – because you can't handle Anthony Davis down low. If you see the Timberwolves, that's the only team I think the Timberwolves potentially could beat in the playoffs, right, uh, if things shake out that way. But I'm just saying, if there's a big man presence down low, I don't see the I don't see OKC winning because because OKC's biggest benefit is that. Can you hear me still? Yeah. I hear you. All right. OKC's yes. biggest benefit is their pace, right? And obviously that they have a closer inside Gilgis Alexander, but right. they're not always going to be able to get out and run in the postseason like they are in the regular season, and they're going to clamp down on defense. So if it's half court sets and it's really a, a scenario of you making or missing shots or you getting offensive re- or defensive rebounds, I can't count on Chet getting me a, a quality offensive rebound in a moment of truth. Let's keep it a stack. Let's keep it a buck. If, it, if it's a defensive rebound that needs to be made, I can't count on Chet right now. He mm-hmm. gave up. Like, I, I just can't. Anthony Davis, give me that. Chet. I, I I'll give Cat some credit or Rudy Gobert and say they'll say give me that I don't know I can't I don't know with them they're give or take they're give or take they'll say it in French exactly with the Warriors I don't know maybe he'll get some rebounds over you know over uh, Draymond Green I don't know but if there's a big man presence I just there there's such a I can see them going to the second round and losing or I can see them losing in the first round but I don't see a no Western Conference Finals for him. Mm. Kendrick, mm. do you agree with Greg's statement? Uh, what's your thoughts on this topic? Give me your overall thoughts, and then I'll swing it to Kyrie after. Listen, I feel like we you gotta give you gotta give more time. I mean, I just don't feel like they. I feel like there's gonna be a time where the Timberwolves will not fully rely on Cat. I mean, he'll have his games, and that was just one of his games. But I feel like on a night to night basis, they're always gonna look at Anthony Edwards first. And then cat second, but you gotta give the man him, him props. And when he's hooping, he's gonna hoop, and he's gonna hope it turns out well, you know. But if it if it doesn't, then you just gotta you just gotta throw your hands up to him and be like, well, better luck next time. Like I don't know, there's only so many times before you would what you think about. You but they gonna have to move him. They are gonna have to move cat. You feel like to do something? Like it's just like what what, what yeah. else are they supposed to do? But who they go get? Who would you? Who 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 wants Cat? Like who who's gonna trade for Cat? Maybe the Knicks. No, you right. You right. The only the only things I seen for Cat for the most part, bro, was them swapping Julius, swapping Julius Randall with us. But it's like I don't want that nigga. <laughs> so, mm. you see, yeah. like it just, I just feel no, like I, I, you know, I, my fault. Here, I, no, I was gonna say I'm a. I'm kind of on your side, Kendrick, too, because I, like, when it came to this topic, I kind of leaned over to the two rules. I never go to hold you as far as what team I think is built the best right now and is built the best for the playoffs. And it's because the sole reason. They they found their identity, and that identity is being a good defensive and a good rebounding team. And I put, I looked up some, I pulled up some of the stats. Number one in points allowed. Number four mm. in fast break points allowed. Third in paint points allowed, and second and opponent shooting uh, field goal percentage. They hold opponents to forty five percent from the field. 
Yeah, bro. So, having, having, having Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert really really shown shown his worth right now. And and, and that's that's exactly what I'm getting to, bro. Having Mike Conley be set a little bit settled into that team more, and he's around a bunch of younger guys, so he would have taken some time to settle in. But he's getting more comfortable with that team, and it's still he's still very pesky on the on the perimeter. Still gives guards a hard time. And another thing is. This team just seems so much more mature than what they were last year or two years ago when we seen them in the play and stuff like that. They just seem so much more mature. And I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Cat some props here because him and Rudy's chemistry on the floor has gotten so much better together. Because last year, their first year together, when I was seeing it, things just looked so clunky and they looked out of place and they like they didn't really look too super comfortable on the floor together. Now they're communicating. They, 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 I ain't gonna hold y'all. They get a little too cute sometimes, throwing them like throwing little, little, like several, like several passes. <laughs> and, and like, like, Cat be doing the floaters and dumping it off to Rudy and shit. They're like, yo, you seven foot, nigga, go up and dump that <laughs> So, but, but they, like, they, they have got nice and, and, and big, the big passing. Like, I, I do see glimpses of Rudy Gobert getting the ball, shoveling it off the, the cat. And he finished, like, it looked good. Like, 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 like them on the floor together, it looks decent now. I mean, it looks good now. Yeah. So you got that. You got Cat and Rudy like, like messing and, and cohesing together. Not to mention they big man off the bench. Now Reed. Now Reed low key like he's making Uber. like a six year type of like type of. Shout out Jersey man. He only run from that Philly, that Jelly Fan movement to make yeah, it. Bro. You don't know that. He the only one from Jelly Fan to make it to the league, bro. Big Jelly. Shout out to Jersey. But he's having a uh, he's having a big season too. And off the bench, he kind of. He brings a lot of those same qualities. Qualities Cat does. He's mobile. He can handle the ball. He can shoot. He can get to the rim and lay you. Like so, when he's out there with Rudy, he's out there with Cat. The dynamic don't really change too much, feel me? And you got wing defenders and guys like uh, Alexander Walker, um, the the Bull McDaniel's, the uh, uh, the young bull that seems like six nine, six ten. He'd be out there on the wing defender, could hit a three here and there. Yeah. And then at the end, of, and then at the end of all that, you got Anthony Edwards. He's putting up twenty five and five, twenty five five and five right now, shooting efficiently from the field, and he's a he's a straight up killer. So like he's it, it, to I, to Greg's point, I understand when it comes to playoff time, you don't want to trust him. you don't want to trust in Cat. You don't want to put the ball in Cat hands, bro, because he's going to fold on you every single time. You don't need to worry about him no more though, because Ant is going to take you there. He he like I don't I can't think of. I can't think of many other players in the league right now who, at the end of the game, I'm more comfortable giving it to him, like, yo, make something happen. Make something happen for me. How, how, you do it? What, let me up? ask you, uh, uh-huh. I, hate, I hate to interrupt you, but who, who, who's the better player? Because I've seen this debate been popping up really crazy. Oh, right there you go, bro. There you go. Ed Edwards and Shane Gillis-Alexander. Come on. Yo. Come on. Bro, that's like Tyson versus Ali. That's like, (laughs) that's like Benny versus Conway. Like, I can't pick. I can't pick. Like, I I truly can't because you you know why? Last year, I probably would have went with Ann Edwards, and I ain't going to hold you, but Shea has improved so much on the defensive end. What? Like, we were talking about before we recorded, Colin, I think he's leading the league in steals right now. He's... I, I ain't go. I might have to leave. I, I might have to. I might have to leave over for a day. I ain't go yeah. hold you. Well, I'm, th- I'm thinking of the bag, bro. I'm thinking of the bag. I'm thinking about the efficiency. I'm thinking about efficiency how easy not. he makes it look scoring and how he takes advantage of mismatches. I think his offensive game is slightly more advanced than Anthony Edwards' game, and that's fine because he's older than him. Like he, he, I think he's like two or three years older than him. Yeah, but right is. now. 
right now his game his game is a little more uh, it's just over a little more advanced. Like he's got he, he's got go to moves. He's got a post game. Like I'm not saying Ant doesn't have go to moves and stuff too. Like he's got that little turnaround jump shot he's developing. Um, he's getting better from the three point line. He's shooting from deeper now. But it's just like I don't know. I don't know. It's, see, bro, when I, it's like when I watch the Thunder, bro. I don't see Shea miss. Mm-hmm. Game, I don't see I don't see Shea miss, bro. It's, it's like I sometimes I'll be on my phone. Sometimes I'm not paying attention all the way. But it's just like every time he gets the ball, bro, he get on that block. He don't miss. It's like Sean Livingston back when he had back when he was with the Warriors. That little mid range, he did not miss that jump, bro. What they used to call RJ Barrett, you call him the the, the Maple Mamba. No, I think that's uh, Shades right there. I think that's nah, Shades. the real Maple Mamba, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't care. He he's the best player from Canada right now. Oh oh god, not even competition by far. And um, so with that, as far as that goes, Colin, I gotta lean towards Shay, but. Mm. The reasons I gave you before and the stats I, I gave y'all before, that's why I'm more confident in the Timberwolves as a, as a whole because I think they're a more mature team than, mm. and they're a little bit deeper. When Greg was talking about Ch- not trusting Chet Holgram rebounding for you down the stretch and, and, and being physical with other big men, premier big men down the stretch, yeah, a lot of that goes into they don't have no other they don't have no other real big man on the team. Their other big man or other guy they run at center is Jalen Williams, who's like six nine. And that's which is Jay Will and Jay Dub. They be having playing the floor. Jay Dub like six six. Yeah, I, I mean, he, but he playing well though. Jay, and I'm not taking off from Jay. Jay Dub is nice. I, I fuck with Jay Dub. He, he do his thing. But they don't have no other. They don't have no real size off the bench. They don't have no girth behind Chet. So they gonna get bullied when it comes to playing. When it comes to playing the Anthony Davises, the Sabonis's, um, the Shengoons, they gonna get bullied, bro. Because more physical big men, they. What what happened? But this this is the thing with Sabonis in that playoff series, though, bro. And 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 I, you're right. I agree with you. He he had no excuse to really play that bad. But the Warriors, bro, when they when they figured him out, they figured him out, and they made they they adjusted their defense and they adjusted their lineups to the point. That's why Kevin Looney was eaten. I, like they in exactly they 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 geared their offense in a way that made one is forcing Sabonis to shoot. And that's not really his thing. He's not really a standstill shooter. And it was making they they turned him into like a big facilitator. Like that's like that's really what they like made him be. They boxed out they boxed him out well. So I think the Warriors as a whole had a really good game plan and had veterans to execute that game plan against a guy like Sabonis. Whereas the Thunder, they don't got a Kevon Looney. They don't got a Draymond. They don't got a like a uh Jonathan Kuminga, who's like a hybrid, like four wing that can that can who's athletic enough to block you down low, but that can but he can guard you on the perimeter too. They don't have those guys at, at their four and five position, so it would be a little bit harder, say, in a playoff series for for Chet to deal with Sabonis because Sabonis is a 14, 13, 14 rebound per game guy. Whether he's giving you twenty points or whether he's giving you twelve, he's gonna get he's gonna be effective on the board. Wait, and he's right. super physical, so right. I don't. That's why I think the I seem like the Thunder would struggle against a guy like Sabonis and other premier bigs in the in the West. 
okay, that's some fair points. That's some fair points. And I feel like it's definitely a tough a tough assessment for those guys like Greg and Kyrie brought some points. Kendrick, too. Uh, Johnny, give me your thoughts on this. You know, I, I know you've been dying to get, get in. Um, honestly, no. It's it's everybody. I just honestly, we all we all making sense here, bro. I gotta go with it right now. Honestly, I it's and it kills me I'm, to say this because as much as I feel about Rudy Gobert and how they play, they have gelled better. And as much as I want to say OKC, low key part of me want to pick OKC as my favorite small market team, but mm-hmm. I gotta give it to the Timberwolves mainly the fact they beat OKC when they messed up early this year. So that just proves that they have the better recipe. Um, they have the – it's back to basics, bro. They have the basic ingredients to help you get through in the playoffs when it comes to NBA basketball. Uh, when the game slows down, you have to have half-court defense. You have to have a front-court presence, and you have to have guards. And I feel like – and you have to have a bench. And I feel like those are like they have – they're better in those main ingredients to help you get further in the playoffs. So I feel like neither one of those teams might – will ultimately make – make the finals i would be shocked if either one of those teams made the finals but as far as between them two we can go further yeah the two wolves have the better recipe they're built better right now um their identity is more is more recognizable they're more they're more set in their culture you know and the front course better work i can't even expect it it's some two wolves fans saying uh go bears an all-star snub and i mean they have a little bit of an argument and as much as I wanna don't want to hear it, but you know, you got to as like I said, not an advocate, got to be an analyst. And as far as that goes, Carl Anthony Towns does not have to take the last shot. And that's what that's what the bane it's been the bane of this team. And now you have a player to where though Carl Anthony Towns does not have to have to take the last shot. And I'm telling you, Anthony Edwards, like he can take you, bro. And like yeah, so now that takes up pressure off of Carl Anthony Towns. Nas Reed, a backup big man, something that I was begging for my sisters to have. Like I'm just telling you, it just must, it must be Nas nice, Reed. Really must be nice. I'm telling you, bro, it, man, it must be nice to have relief from your front court in addition to the powerhouse working together. So the Timberwolves are built better right now. Um, 18 and four at home. Uh, they've been number one in the West for like half the season so far already. Ain't got number one defensive rating in the league, so. Uh, I have to say the Seawolves are built better right now. They got some better ingredients. Okay. All right, Johnny. Okay. I'm going to keep the spotlight on you. We're going to go to the last topic of this episode. We're going to go to the last topic. So the original question was standout teams and players around the league so far, but we're going to keep it to the most standout players. What players so far up until this point have definitely surprised you have been a standout in the league and you feel like, man, uh, you're kind of excited for the future, the potential? Bro, ironically, I, mean, <laughs> I got to go back to OKC. Uh, he's one of the reasons they're second place right now. Jalen Williams. Bro, mm-hmm. like, he's he's the most improved player of the year candidate. And I'm pretty sure I probably took a couple of y'all. And y'all probably was going to – somebody was going to say him as well, too. Like, right. this cat jumped up, I think, about – I think he averaged about six more points per game than he was last year. Yeah. And yep. that's a big deal. Like, 18, but going on almost – 19, almost 20 points per game, four boards, almost five down, shooting 54%. But he's shooting 45% from three. Like, mm-hmm. wow. He's shooting 45% from three. I don't know what happened, but this this young, like, he's part of that young core that's helping him gel. He's working good with Shay. He's, uh, Shay's a great facilitator. He works well with teammates. Um, he puts Jalen in good positions, but Jalen can prove that he can take the ball as a dribble. 
and create his own type of offense. I didn't see this young boy coming. Like, I didn't see him hitting the ground running like this heavy. Like, I'm very excited for him. Uh, Jill Williams is one of my most underrated, like, sneaky good young boys that's coming out. Like, right. I love these. I remember we, we said Tyrese Halliburton. I think that was our pick last year mm. or the year before. I think it was Tyrese. But yeah. this year, I got to go with Jalen, bro. Got to go with Jalen. Like that young boy. That's who you going with. Okay, Johnny. I love yeah. you. Kendrick, spotlights on you. Give me your thoughts. Standout players, player who you felt like was definitely shining this year. You can see a great, you know, potential and future for those guys. Um, I said it. Uh, we were we were chit chatting this about this back in the chat, uh, mm. and I was I, I as I said Anthony Edwards. My man just I feel like he really took it. He took that step. He took that next step that I saw that I saw coming out of him when he was playing in the summer at USA. Yeah, about to just, say the summer. You want to bring up the summer? This past summer he had. He was hooping in the summer, and I'm like, well, this is the this was his time. You know, he got. He was that. He was that. He was that. You know, he was that alternate all star, but he was still considered it because he was hooping, and it was just that cuss. He was right there, and I said, "This next season, you know, this is this is year four for him." So he was like, "He's he's been there enough where he's like, all right, I can really lock in now. I know how to. I can know what I can do, and that's what he's doing. You know, averaging he's averaging a uh, twenty five. He's averaging twenty five five and four, and one steal. That's I'm just saying that's all around. He's playing. He's overall. He committed play. to the defensive end Bader. The best defense I've seen him play his whole career is this year. Yeah, he's what really locked in on that. the defensive side. And that's and that's what's making him that's what's making him really stand out. He's like he's like, all right, I really gotta play. He's showing why he can be that top player, that top caliber player. Um, being on both sides playing two way. Like, you know, he's gonna get there defensively as well, and it's really gonna bring together the team. And it's really he's gonna really um he he's gonna do a little something in in, in uh, Minnesota. I feel like he might he might do some he might do something outrageous in a, in a year or two. He might do something outrageous in a year or two. I ain't, I ain't gonna say too much right now, but just just trust the process on him. No pun intended. Got to work down, bro. That's the process. Okay. No, no. Oh god. Uh, I'm not ready to hear. Listen, Kyrie. I'm swinging to you, and then swinging to Greg. Last but not least. So go ahead, Kyrie. For sure. I had three people I wrote down, so I'm gonna make it quick. First one, Derek White from the Celtics, yo. He's been hooping. I ain't gonna catch. Derek White been hooping, yo. And I can't say his name. I'm a Citrus fan. He tortures us every meetup. I can't. I'm not. I refuse to say his name. Bro, I know. I know. I know. I know. And the thing that the thing that makes him so annoying and so pesky, bro, is how how good of a defender he is, and how much is brought up because he's right next to Drew on that top line. It's like you get switched off a ball screen to Drew, it's Derek White right in your face. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Then you get switched off again, Jalen Brown. Like yo, last like he he's one of the like you talk about blue guys, bro. Like like back in the day, like Shane Battier stuff like that. Like he's like the ultimate blue guy, where he's shooting like forty percent from three this season. I think around fifty percent from the field. He lets the offense come to him. He don't he don't try to force nothing. He gets dimes. He gets rebounds. He's averaging over a steal and over a block a game. In my opinion, he's an early candidate for defensive player of the year. Like, like, yeah, please, please. It it makes me mad because I be thinking every time, like when when he plays us, I be thinking, why can't we take advantage of Derek White? Like, okay, Derek White's in the game. All right, bet mismatch with Derek White. Wait, go by him. Wait, back him. That how is he just consistently holds his own, bro? He's very <laughs> underrated defense. I have to say that it's annoying, bro. Bro, he he wanted like the strongest guards in the league. Like on top of being very athletic, he wanted the strongest like 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 just power wise like guards in the league, bro. 
and like he's really brought out he really brings out another gear into that subject team that's already crazy with first stops Jason and, and uh and Jalen Brown. He brings out another gear in that team and helps kind of keep everything together with stuff uh when stuff starts to hit the fan. So I I definitely had to give him a shout out. Um I got Alperin Sangoon. I like I that's my second guy like bro. I, I ain't gonna hold y'all. He's probably Every my favorite year. player. He's probably my favorite player in the league. Like one of my favorite players to watch. Because they don't and, talk about um, like we, we can like y'all can like like, like viewers y'all can go back to the 2021 uh, draft episode me and Kyler did. I, mean, I said it from the rip. He is real. My like who, who like who had 18 wins MVP overseas in one of the top leagues in, in the in, in the world. Like Hooper. And we when we just look at his progression from his first season when he was still pretty raw, still trying to get together like with the speed of the NBA and stuff like that to now, where he's putting up over twenty points a game and getting nine boards, four or five dimes a game. Like he he's definitely blossomed from one of the like the top premier big when we talking about like Jokic, Sabonis, A D, like we he's getting up there. And he's one thing I want to touch on with his offensive game, he's kinda He's made himself more dangerous because now he's got that little, like, that one-leg fadeaway mid-range shot where he can kind of spin it. Like, he can kind of spin out of the post. He has multiple ways to, like, manipulate like to manipulate you while he's in the post. So, like, he's able to get that shot off. He can pass. He can look it over your head. He can dump it off. Like, he's just super versatile, bro. And, and I really appreciate it. I, really, I just really appreciate watching his game grow, uh, grow so much this past season. Um, definitely should, he definitely should have been in all, had an all-star nod. It definitely should be in uh in the running for um most approved player. And last but not least, yo, I gotta give it to D Book, bro. Cause uh, uh, the Suns were dead in the water when he was missing games. When Bradley Beal missed that whole chunk of games, came back, hurt his foot in that in, in that game back and was out again. Kevin Durant missed some games. The Suns looked like they was it was looking dark for the Suns, bro. No pun intended, but it was looking dark for them. And Devin Booker, like when once he came back from injury, bro, he started. He just been on a tear. And last week aside, last week in a three game span, he put up like 154 points. He had two 40 point games and a 60 ball. Like he out there wilding. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a little bit. It's been it's been a couple of snap sessions in this first half of the season for me. It definitely has. But my favorite thing that I've seen him grow into this season is, in my opinion, he's one of the best all-around players in the league right now. When you talk about him running point and averaging a career-high seven dimes, seven dimes a game, still putting up points. He's averaging a career-high just under 29 points a game, too. Five boards. I want to say his passing and his rebounding impressed me the most about how he developed this. Absolutely. Like, and I was, I was watching that game. He dropped a 60 against Indiana. Just how he, he crashes the boards. He's always active. He's communicating on defense. He's staying in front of guys. Like, he's, he's got, he's honestly turned into one of the best all around players in the NBA from, like, so far this season. And um, I just had to give him a shout out because now he got the Suns that, uh, I think they're in the sixth, uh, in the sixth seed right now. They're playing good basketball, and it's, and it's, he, he's the one to look at, too. Kevin Durant's putting them 28 a game, too. Yeah, but if they didn't have, if they have if they had Devin Booker, bro, playing the the multiple hats and wearing the multiple hats that he's wearing as a as, as a star on that team, they'd be gone. They'd be they'd be lost right now. So I definitely had to give a shout out to him. Great choices, great choices. I'm loving every single one. Of choices. Greg, last but not least, we're gonna end it off with you. 
you know, give us some standout players from your perspective. Definitely love to hear. <laughs> he make you like if you would know him you'd be like go ahead and shoot that that was nasty oh he made it <laughs> <laughs> he swept that girl Good shout out. Great shout out. Yeah. I'm hooping, bro. Yeah. yeah. He had the most infamous quote of all Twitter. Robinson was ahead of none of that. And he might be a little bit rusty coming off injury. Right. 
Right. I got a I got a quick question because I was thinking about this honestly before we recorded we recorded one, the the Cavs record with Darius Garland is worse than the record than than it has been without Darius Garland, and and Jared and Jared Allen's and Jared Allen's resurgence came like right after Evan Mobley went down. So the Cavs essentially really like have been playing better without Darius Garland and uh, Evan Mobley, which is is highly confusing to me. But top five. What, 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 like, what, what, like, I would, I just want to hear from y'all. Like, who do y'all give credit? Do you think it's really just Donovan and Jared Allen, like, just stepping up, or can we give some love to, like, to JB Bickerstaff, who is using his guys well, like Craig Porter Jr., the rookie D Wade, like, Isaac Okoro's having an okay season. Like, I, what, what do you guys think? Uh, well, putting aside Isaac Okoro, I definitely want to give that's what Greg said. I think Jared Allen, just his. He's been progressing since the Brooklyn Nets. Remember, when the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, he was progressing. We mm-hmm. saw the time with the Nets. With an all-star, I believe. Huh? Yeah. And, my, and my thing is, who made that trade to get him to play? Because everybody in the Red League was like, bro, and look at them now. So I got to give it to the front office. Like, yeah, as far as what they've done with that team bit by bit and piece by piece. Yeah. And like I said before, it's, it's like a – it's. Uh, it's kind of like the Hawks, but you except you didn't have that Trey Young. It seemed like Cleveland was just trying to find something or anybody to just pull the franchise together with Andrew Wiggins and and uh, and, and Anthony Bennett, and they just kept yeah, trying. They, yeah, yeah, they just kept trying to find something to pull themselves together. And by George, I think they finally almost have something. And it turns out it came through free agents. Rebuilding didn't seem to like really didn't seem like they were really good at that. It seemed like no. they made a couple of like they were better at making off season moves right, better yeah. than rebuilding. It seemed like they were better at that. And they found their niche in that, and they're like, okay, let's find a way where we can we can do this and have it not kick us in the butts five years later down the line. But they got better at contracts. They got better at structuring. They got better at uh, player recognition and fitting their system. And I also believe they low key established identity. And uh, they're hanging their hats on defense with Jared Allen, bro. I got to give it to the front office on that. Oh, yeah, that was a good front off, Greg. Right, the Brooklyn Nets.
Of course. <laughs> This is Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair point. Legitimate points. Listen, I love it all. I love all the answers. And I'm pretty sure the fans and subscribers, hopefully they enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed recording this episode. And But that concludes episode 142 of the Strict Zone podcast. A great episode indeed. Hopefully you guys enjoy as much as we enjoyed recording it once again like i said leave a like subscribe and comment definitely turn on the post notifications follow us on instagram the link will be in the description below for each and every single one of us yeah yes not only just youtube you can check us out on all streaming platforms i'm talking apple spotify google Podcasts, iheart uh, whatever streaming service is out there we're on it and the best part is you don't got to pay a dime nor a penny it's free. Just all we ask is just for you to share it out with your friends and sports fans, you know. And like I said, leave a like, comment, subscribe, turn on post notifications, and stay tuned for the next episode. Be safe, everybody. Guys, don't leave. Don't leave. Do not leave. Do not leave. Tyree. I hit the stop button, but it don't look like the it, it, it stopped the recording. It, it's like it's gray. It turned gray. It's not. Oh. Oh. Yeah, don't, don't, Greg, don't leave. Kendrick, don't leave. Uh, don't leave. Nobody leaves. So, yeah, uh, just wait until you guys part say 100%. And then we're going to go ahead and then close it off. You guys don't, yeah, just stay on the app. Don't leave. Just chop it up for a minute. I got the best. Hold on. Yeah, bro. Uh, 
Just yeah, just just let it give him that. 